Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling, both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Oh my goodness, you guys, episode 100. What in the monkeys is this about? I literally cannot believe we're sitting here recording episode 100 together today, you and me, because when I record these episodes, I'm talking to you, right? This is so crazy. Guys, I don't want to tell you to go listen to episode one, but like I kind of do because I want you to see that this has not, what you hear today is not an overnight journey. And if you go back to episode one and really up until episode eight or so when I decided, all right, I'm going all in with this whole concept of ambitious motherhood. I'm launching this podcast. I'm going to consistently show up for my people. You'll hear how messy it was. It wasn't perfect. I didn't have a podcast editor at the time. I was editing it. I was doing it in Adobe Audition. Actually, at the time, I think I was doing it in Audacity or something like that. I don't even know. My point is you got to begin and you got to begin messy and you have to get okay with that imperfect action. And so while I don't necessarily want you to go back and listen to all of those old episodes, I do want you to know and find encouragement in the fact that it just takes beginning. You're never going to get to episode 100 if you don't have episode one or even 10, 15, 17, 29, 50 right? You get it? It, It's not ever going to be something unless you start. And so I just want to start off this episode by saying thank you for being on this journey with me of ambitious motherhood and redefining what it looks like as a mom in business, chasing after her dreams, but also unapologetically showing up for herself, her family, and the lifestyle that she desires to create, that you desire to create. That's why you're here on this journey with me. It's because you're fiercely committed to not only your business and your goals and your dreams and impacting the world around you, but you're fiercely committed to your family. You want both and you know both is possible for you. You just need some pathways, some guides, some help along the way to steer you towards the way that's going to allow you to show up fully, make the income, the impact you want in life, business, in business so that you can show up fully in your life. Because I don't know about you, I did not start my business to be away from my family. I did not start this business for that reason. I wanted a business that would allow me, when I had kids, to be fully present with them. To to be the one that decided, am I going to just stop striving today and stop working because my little one is sick or I'm sick and I need to be present with them? Be the one to pick them up from preschool. Or when they eventually go into elementary school, be the one to be in car line and pick them up and have those conversations on the road. Be the one taking them to gymnastics, swim lessons, doctor's appointments, not having to ask anybody, hey, can I be off so that I can go to this tea party at my kid's school? No, to be the one to decide, is this a priority and how can I make it happen? That was my desire from the get go. For those of you that don't know my story, I met my husband, James, when we were in high school. We were 
he was, what was he? What was he? I think he was a junior. I was a sophomore. Not really sure. But over the summer, our friend group did a ton of musical theater. And this particular summer, I participated in the first show, but not the second show. So I was in Godspell, but I was not in West Side Story. And West Side Story was where this guy named James Fleming entered our friend group. And he went to a different high school at the time. And somehow between the summer and the start of school, he got convinced to transfer to our school where we needed him in the choir department. So show up to the first week of school and there's this new guy that hangs out with my people. And I'm like, what? Who is this? Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so I remember telling my best friend, which she lives like down the road from me. Not really. She's like 45 minutes away, but it's still cool that we like are close together, even though both of us have moved across the country and back again. But I remember telling her that I was going to marry him. Mind you, like hours, days, maybe after I met him, this was what I was saying. And I've got some skills. So I just, I just felt like this was right. I was going to marry this guy. And so you know, sure enough, he's creeped out because she told him, you know how teenage girls are. She went and told him and she's like, hey, by the way, Katie, Katie really like she's obsessed with you. So like, just watch out. And so anyway, it took him about six months of me being over the top teenager and then him being like, okay, I actually think I do like her for us to be inseparable forever. So we were those 16 year olds that had all of our children named true story. Like my kids names today are actually the ones we picked back then. And I tell you all that to say that in my heart, I knew from an early age that I wanted to have kids young. My mom and dad had me young. They were, I think, 19 or 20 when they had me. And just to be able to see the blessing of having younger parents, and I wanted to put that forward for the next generation. I mean, my my kids get to be around their great-grandparents who are 75, and it's just such a blessing. So anyway, that is a little bit about my heart, and I knew that I wanted to be a mom. But it was also this other side where I knew, it was like this very strong knowing, I knew that I would find a way to not sacrifice who I was and what I was good at. And monetizing that because I I loved business. I loved entrepreneurship. I was the kid that could sit up all night and talk about business ideas with my dad. And I would be at a dinner table and somebody would say something and I'm like creating your business plan for you. You didn't ask me to, but here I am doing it. So those were some skills and things and indicators along the way where I realized, oh, okay, like I actually enjoy business marketing, business planning, that sort of thing. It's kind of a skill of mine. So I knew from an early age that I was going to have both. It wouldn't be a matter of if, it was a matter of when. And honestly, at this point in my journey, it was a matter of when I decided. Okay, so I want to tell you that today, if you're listening, it's a matter of when you decide that it's your time. And that can be annoying if you're not in the right mindset place, but honestly, that's going to be the most freeing statement you can hear because it's only a decision away from you and your next level. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be challenging. Entrepreneurship is not meant to be a walk in the park. It's actually quite revealing. It's like parenting. These tiny humans that we raise and parent, they stare us back and they mirror back to us our own crap. And business is the same way. It will expose all of these things you didn't think were there or know were there or you tried to hide or cover up. Like It will expose all of your junk. And it is the best personal development journey you can be on. Don't resist that. 
within that is strong growth and amazing transformations that you can go through and honestly get to the next level faster than anybody else could because you're in this heavy developmental cycle through your business. So anyway, so my mind, going back to this whole story, my mind through college, I was like, you know, I'm going to get my degree in accounting. I am going to do that because number one, my dad told me like, you should go get a trade be a doctor, be a lawyer, be a nurse, be an accountant, be something where you graduate and you're like, okay, I am this, so then I can get a job in X. Honestly, it's kind of like a niche statement. Have some kind of a niche, some kind of a shtick that you have where you can just go walk into something, solve problems. There you go. So I was like, all right, cool. I like business. I like accounting. I like numbers. I don't know if I'll like accounting. I didn't really understand quite what that was, but I like numbers. I like formulas. I like business. And what better way to understand a business than to understand the numbers behind the business? So I was like, cool, let's do that. And here's the difference between me and every other student, friend of mine, colleague that was in the accounting department getting their degree. They all had their eyes set on CPA. I'm going to go get my CPA, Certified Public Accountant, whatever it is called, which meant they had to go for their master's or an extra year of college, and they take this big crazy test, and then they go work in tax or audit, and those were like the choices. And I was, I knew that this was not my end game, that I would do accounting for a bit, move into some operation system roles, probably own the business at the end of the day. That was my plan. So it's just funny to to think back on those days, but I mean, even even in you know my jobs and stuff, I went into sales roles at a bank and went into operations and finance stuff and marketing for a top real estate brokerage in the area, running kind of the whole operations there. And it's just the vast amount of business industries I've seen and worked in. It's just, it's been a cool journey to sit here and think back on it. But kind of what ties all of this together is that From the get-go, I knew what I was not willing to sacrifice lifestyle-wise. And that had an influence on the type of business, or in this case, the type of job I would work. I wasn't going to go into tax accounting because I knew how heavy laden it would be in terms of hours worked. You talk about those four or five months out of the year, you're not going to hear from me if you're my husband. My kids won't see me if, if I'm doing that and I have children. It just was not conducive to the lifestyle I wanted to live. And I think that going back that far, so we're talking, let me think, let me do some math here. Graduated in 2011. So we're going back that far. I knew then, even before, long before, two years before I had kids, I knew then that I was not going to sacrifice the lifestyle and the commitments I had and the priorities I had for income and for a specific job just wasn't going to happen. And, you know, time goes on and you start to realize, okay, like there is a way I can make income and impact and I can still show up for my family in the way that I desire. And, and my journey has led me towards the coaching and the methodology that I walk my clients through today. And it's not been by accident. And it's not been overnight. I had my first daughter six years ago, and I was working remotely, making a high six-figure income, doing systems, operations, finance type work. And, you know, when I realized I can't manage clients and a newborn in this capacity, boundaries were way out of whack. Sure, I was making good money. It was good. Everything was fine. But I wasn't, wasn't serving myself in the best way possible. So then I, as mom, couldn't show up and serve my family in the best way possible. So this took me to a really big turning point. I literally remember sitting in the kitchen of this house 
And uh, it was a house that was built on a big, massive hill and where like you walk in the door and you have to go either can go up a level or down a level, but you're like kind of in the middle. And so the kitchen was on the second floor. And I remember sitting in there, just had gotten my kid down for the night. And I remember just bawling to my husband because it was a hard day. Like the daughter, my daughter wouldn't nap. My clients were just incessant with their requests, which is okay. I hadn't set up boundaries. So, you know, there was that as well. And I remember feeling like this is it. I can't do it. I have to throw in the towel. I'm I'm quitting. I'm done. I'm so freaking dramatic, you guys. How many times, if you're my friend, like how many times have I have I said, I'm quitting this? And then you know I come back to earth and whatever. And that's a tip for you guys. We are emotional beings. As females, we are emotional. And that's okay. And your emotions are valid and your feelings are so valid. Here's the biggest advice I can give you that my mom gave me. <laughs> and ironic, interestingly, she gave me this advice while I was breastfeeding my first child. It was the hardest freaking thing ever to do. So hard. And, you know, baby wouldn't latch. Milk supply was pretty low. And stress levels were probably higher than they should have been at that time. This was over six years ago. And she told me, she said, you don't, don't quit on a bad day. Don't make decisions, life-altering decisions. Don't make your, these decisions on a bad note. And I've taken this into business because business is hard. You're going to have moments where business is hard, where it feels like it's not working. And it feels like you're pushing against walls that won't budge. And it just, it feels like you're not meant for it. And those moments, yeah, it feels like that, but it's not the truth. And until you can get through the emotions and see it a little clearly, make a decision from an empowered place, not from a place of desperation or a place of fear or a place of lack, but if you can make it from a standpoint of, no, okay, things are okay. It's not storming outside like crazy. What is the best decision for me moving forward? What is the best place for me to be? What's the best decision for me and my family and my kids? What's what's really going to support me here? And, you know, I ended up making a decision a few months later. You know, I got about four months into breastfeeding when it just did not serve me. But I made that decision from an empowered place, not from that lack, fear type of place. So if you're experiencing something in your life that's hard, don't make a decision on a bad day. Okay. That's a really powerful side note that I can give you today is don't make a decision on a bad moment, day, hardness, like get to a place where you feel empowered and then make the decision from there. So I remember sitting on the kitchen floor, like crying, saying, I got to quit this thing. I got to throw in the towel. This is not working. And I remember him saying to me, he said, Katie, you could, you could quit. And it's okay. And I support you. And that's your decision. Like, yeah, you can do that. And he said, but I know you. And I know that you will throw in the towel and that's fine. You'll close the website. You'll change the emails. You'll delete the things. But two months from now, maybe three, (laughs) maybe a couple weeks, who knows, you'll have some other grand plan on how you're going to monetize your brilliance take your expertise to the world, change people's lives, some grand plan on how you're going to help people. He said, but what if you didn't throw in the towel on this thing? What if you found a way to use it and pivot into something that's going to serve you and our family better? 
and it was the best freaking advice ever. I'm not going to lie. Over time, I've made him sound more eloquent than I think it was at the time, but that's the way I heard it. <laughs> and I call those hot tub James moments. My husband's name is James, and he gets really wise when we're in hot tubs. And so we always joke that we need a hot tub at our house so that he can like get super wise. And the reason this came into our world was my grandparents have had this condo for most of our dating relationship. And you know, they have a, a hot tub. And so we'd all be as, there as a family. And James, just he says a lot of mic drop moments in the hot tub. So that's why is hot tub James? And so this was one of those moments. However, it was on the kitchen floor of a South Carolina house. And I just, so I, I've made him sound a little more eloquent over time. But what the point was, is don't throw out what is decently working. That something that could allow you to pivot into something that's more impactful and brings in the income you desire and the leverage, the time freedom. So what I was realizing through this process was I had essentially created another job for myself. And it took me on this long journey of figuring out the business, the business model, the marketing structure, the marketing plans, the things I wanted to do to allow me to bring in an income that served me, my clients, and my family in the best way possible. It was a long journey, you guys. Let me just name a few businesses that I started during that time. I built a website for an online boutique that never saw the light of day, spent hours doing that, designed a planner that never saw the light of day, uh, started a letterpress company, which we printed some really, really, really awesome stuff. That was actually a very fun time in business and life for me. Oh my gosh, I still have the letterpress plates from that whole experience. And that was super cool. I still get requests for that of, can you foil stamp this? Or can you guys print this? And it's just, oh, I love that time of those, you know, Heidelberg, Chandler and Price, letterpress printers. Oh my goodness. If you know what I'm even saying right now, you know, letterpress printing is so magical. So, you know, that and just gosh, so many different iterations, variations of business and Really, it was, it all comes down to not being willing to compromise on the lifestyle I wanted to live and wanting to impact in a massive, massive way. And so it led me to, down this journey. And now I get to teach mom entrepreneurs on how to take their expertise, what they're so good at. You know, whether you're a graphic designer and you've brought in some income, or you're a bookkeeper and you brought in some income, or you're a painter or you are a time management coach, or you are a copywriter, or a coach, a financial coach, or like whatever the, in the industry is, whatever the thing is that you do to be able to help you find a way to build a business model that's going to support the lifestyle you crave as an ambitious mom. There's a way. There is a way. So I hope that gives you a glimpse. Episode 100, I just wanted to reshare my story, reshare my heart for you, the ambitious mom listening to this and where you're going, okay? My methods, they are supporting you on your journey to getting to six figures and doing it in 20 hours or less a week. Honestly, whatever that is to you, you define the number. If you want to hit multi-six figures, if 20K months are your jam, if you're like, sky's the limit, let's be Rachel Hollis tomorrow, let, yeah, okay, like that's an amazing goal right? Or if you want to work full time or you want to work 20 hours a week or even 10. Like one of my clients, she ends up bringing in an income that is higher than it was in her CPA job. And she works in less time than it took her to freaking commute. How amazing is that? 
how amazing is that? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's up to you. And that's the point is that there are no rules in this online business. There are no one size fits all strategy for anybody. But how can we find your method? How can we find your message, your business model, and your specific strategy to get you from where you are to where you want to go? And that is what I help you do. If six figures and 20 hours a week or less sounds like your thing, we need to talk. Come and talk to me on Instagram right now. Come find me, Katie Fleming, on Instagram. Let's chat because it's time. It is so time. Right now, this episode's going live in the middle of November. And, and when is enough enough? Like when, are, when is going to be the last time you sit here towards the end of the year, downloading all the planners, thinking, oh, it's going to be nice if I can bring in 2K a month, 3K a month, 8K a month, actually hit six figures. Ooh, wow. 10K? Ooh, yeah. Right? When is this going to be the last time you sit here hoping, dreaming, scheming, and you actually start living, doing, being? Yeah? It's time. So I just want to encourage you, if that's you, if you feel in your gut right now, it is your time, come find me. Let's talk. This is why we are here 100 episodes into the Ambitious Motherhood podcast. We've changed names once before. Like, it's not been perfect, but we're here. We've had so many powerful conversations with guests that have been on the show. So many episodes where I've just sat here and talked to you and teach to you. And you have told me that it's impactful. It's fire. It's the chili pepper emoji, right? That's what I heard from one of you gals. And I thought it was so funny. But this is episode 100, and I just wanted to share a little bit of the journey and a little bit of my heart and a little bit of my desire to help you lift you up to your next level. Okay. I don't want to be up here alone. I want you coming with me. And I'm, if you get in my sphere here, like I am going to pull you up. If you start DMing me, like interacting, hanging out in our communities, getting into private coaching settings with me or groups, you're going to be pulled up. You, you are. Like it's, it's going to happen. There is a powerful rising of tides kind of a thing going on in this ambitious motherhood community, the six-figure mom entrepreneur building a business in 20 hours a week or less. And so I'm excited that you're here in this place. I'm excited to connect with you and get to know you and your story more. And I'm excited. Seriously, I'm excited for your next level. Yes, so excited. Okay, so we're going to kind of transition into a little more analytical talk, a little less emotion, but I want to talk through the eight or nine or 10. I don't remember how many I wrote down. I'm only talking about the actual programs I use. Okay, so we're going to talk through the eight or nine or 10 products, programs, subscriptions, things that I use in my business that run my business, that bring in those 10K months consistently, okay? So I will say that I did not use all of these tools at first. And if I had to, I'll identify at the end which ones you absolutely need today and which ones can wait. And when you coach with me, like, it's interesting. I don't throw everything at you one, at one time. I bring things to you that you need in the moment. That is the value of private coaching. You're not going to get bombarded with 20,000 pieces of content you need to consume right now. I'm going to bring the things into your world that are of priority when you need them. So starting off the list, topping the list, my most impactful thing that I use in my business, hands down, couldn't survive without it is Kajabi. Okay. 
I've got a 28-day free trial for you if you are needing a simple website, a simple email management software, a simple way to take payments, a simple way to host any kind of video course content that you have, a simple way to, to do webinars, to create landing pages, to, I'm trying to think of all the other things it does. Like, oh, I just love Kajabi. Oh, a simple way to do forms and assessments. Yeah. Assessments is really cool. So Kajabi, I could probably get away with only using Kajabi, but it's so, so powerful. And it is like I said, my email management, I don't pay for email management. Kajabi does it. It is my landing page developer. So I don't pay lead pages. Kajabi does it. It's my payment processor. So I don't pay SamCart. Kajabi does it. Yeah. I don't pay ever webinar. Kajabi does it. You see? So this program, I really love it because they have a huge commitment to their community. They just launched a new mobile app. So now people can consume your course content on their phone. So you don't have to go create your own mobile app. Kajabi's done it for you and it's branded to you. This is so powerful, guys. And I've been with them for, I want to say over two years, and they just continue, continue to roll out new features that are serving the Kajabians, okay? And serving, ultimately serving our clients that are using their platform to consume content. So if you're a coach, if you're a course creator, if you're a membership site owner and you don't have Kajabi, what are you doing? I want you to get a 28-day trial right now. You can use the links below on the show notes for that, but definitely get your free trial so that you can start to see how simple it can be to log into one place and manage your entire business. It's powerful, so powerful. So hands down, that is my best way, best thing that I love. If you really, if you wanted like a behind the scenes demo of how I operate with it and how it could operate for you, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. We can chat about it. But I love kind of showing behind the scenes because sometimes it's hard for most people to see how a system can work for them. My brain works that way. So I can, I love just adapting that for you. So Kajabi, hands down, number one thing ever, best thing ever. Second thing is acuity. You need some kind of a scheduler. If you're trying to book discovery calls or get clients, you need some kind of a scheduler because nobody wants to be up in email trying to pin down a time. Will this work for you? No. But will this work for you? No. Okay, great. Two weeks down the line, we still haven't figured out a time. That ain't cool. So you need some kind of a scheduler. And the reason I love acuity It's because it has a Zoom interaction. It's from a user standpoint, I much prefer booking in people's acuities than I do in people's Calendly's. For some reason, it's just real funky with Google or something. I don't know. So anyway, that's my two cents. Honestly, either works. You got to find what you drive with, but acuity is definitely my preference. And third tool that I use is Asana. So I don't care if you're Team Trello. I don't care if you're Team Asana. I don't care if you like ClickUp or Monday or whatever other thing is out there. Pick one, set it up, and stick to it. Work it. Use it. Because none of these are going to work unless you work it. Yeah? None of these product management systems will manage the projects unless you get in there and you do the work. Okay? But the reason I've chosen Asana is the simplicity, the visual of it. Like I'm very big on design and visualness and minimalism. And I don't need a bunch of clutter and and things. Like I need it to be simple, effective, fast, and just honestly simple. If your project management system has to be complex, 
you probably need to do some simplifying in your business. There's probably some things you're doing that are wasting a ton of time. Just a little thought from me. I don't know what you're dealing with or your business, but that's kind of my thoughts from the outside looking in. I'm not sure what I'm looking into, but you take, you know, take it or leave it. So tool number four is Google Drive. Okay. Having some kind of a tool that you can put your files in, manage files, edit files, this is where we create content. This is where we create launch plans. Any kind of client documents go in here. This is just the hub of everything. And to be able to add other users in and share documents as needed is powerful. So Google Drive is the fourth tool that we use. Fifth tool is Zoom, okay? Zoom, 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 Zoom. What is that? It's a commercial of some kind. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. I don't know. Zoom, Zoom. Oh, there it is. Mazda. Got it. Zoom, Zoom. Got it. Okay. Sorry, y'all. I hope you laughed with me for a second there. My brain does this where it just starts to think in like things it's heard in the past that are probably marketing jingles or some kind of something. And if I don't figure it out, I have to, it just, yeah, I get in this weird loop. So there we go. We figured it out. Yay. Zoom. I love Zoom. Zoom is where we do coaching calls. Zoom is where I do any kind of training that might not be a live stream in a group. Zoom is where I do podcast interviews and the whole acuity thing, it integrates with there with that. So it creates meetings for me, automatically embeds a link in acuity so that I don't ever have to deal with that junk. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So next one is HoneyBook. This is my CRM, my client relationship manager, and it handles all kinds of contracts. It can handle payments, but I actually do those in Kajabi. It can handle proposals, questionnaires. So forms that you see on my website are coming from HoneyBook. And there's automations you can set up behind the scenes to manage any kind of incoming client lead and how to move them down your pipeline. Okay. But for me, big things with HoneyBook is is affordable to be able to have the contracts. You'll have the ability to take payments, professionally send proposals, have questionnaires for new clients. These are things that are so, so helpful. So that is something I recommend all the time to clients is HoneyBook. And you get a trial with that as well. So definitely check out the link below for that. Okay. So this next one, who doesn't use Canva at this point? Canva is amazing. In the last year, I've ditched my Adobe Creative Cloud membership. I used to be all about the Illustrator and the Photoshop. And when I started outsourcing the podcast editing, I didn't need Audition anymore. And honestly, I don't need to be fiddling with Illustrator because I could get lost for days. But Canva is awesome. Is so awesome. And if you haven't upgraded to Canva for work, I really think it's a beneficial subscription to have. And so that that's something that, you know, you can do monthly or yearly. And I think we do it yearly. Towards the end of the year, it comes out. But it is just one of those things where I couldn't live without it. Canva. So it's a place where you can design graphics. They've got templates. You can do workbooks and story graphics and like anything you're going to need in your business. Visual collateral wise, Canva is so amazing. And I'd be surprised if you haven't used it yet. It's pretty awesome. Okay. So this last, this next one really kind of makes me laugh, but it's so valuable. Spotify. (laughs) Spotify and Spotify premium, honestly, because I think I told this story on another podcast, but my Spotify got hacked a few months ago. Like who even does that? Who hacks a Spotify? It was strange. But anyway, they did. I got locked out for a good week. And then it took me a few days after that, once I got my account reinstated, 
to be able to merge it with the other account so that I could actually access all my playlists I had already previously saved. Anyway, long story. It's funny how you get so used to having like full-on access to music. And for working, I really love the Brain Food playlist. Just the, I don't know what it is, but it just really helps me get into a creative peak state in my working. And so I really love that that playlist. I also really love my worship playlist that I listen to a lot and having these things stored and saved and just being able to click and play and and honestly not have any kind of guidelines as to like what songs you can play. If I want to go listen to Jump 5 in on a road trip down with my husband or, you know, some other song from my youth, like some kind of Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera, Genie in a Bottle song, like I want to go listen to it or Celine Dion. Like I want to go do that. I don't want to wait till Pandora like brings this whole thing around so I can actually listen to it. Anyway, so that is that. So Spotify, I think it's one of those things that I really love and use. And so I had to share it. Okay, this next one is not sexy. It's not super exciting, but it is really, really helpful. And that is a bookkeeping software. Yeah, girl, you need it. You need it. And the sooner you get clear on your money and your business and you start to be serious about tracking it, I promise you this is going to be a huge thing in your business. So get it under control. Um, Get support if you need it because that's what, you know, I did. And that's what all entrepreneurs do is they get support in areas that they don't have the expertise in. And sure, I do have an accounting background, but sometimes you just need somebody else to come in and help you. You know what I'm saying? So bookkeeping software for me, zero is what I use. Zero with an X. I know. I'm like, what? I guess it's like Xerox. I don't know. So zero.com is what I use for the bookkeeping software. Super simple. Get some help setting it up and have a plan to weekly check in with your books, check in with your finances, pay yourself, like whatever that looks like. Have a weekly date with yourself, Finance Friday, where you spend 10 to 15 minutes checking in on things, getting a pulse on it, reconciling anything you need to reconcile. And if you don't feel like you have a good grasp on that, talk to somebody that can help you. And if you need some recommendations, feel free to slide in my DMs and I will throw some names your way. Because it's so important, you guys, to know your numbers. When you know your numbers, you can grow your numbers. Okay? So true. So the last thing I will say is, because so many of you gals are busy. Yeah, like we all are, right? And you are probably consuming podcasts on the go. And you know, one thing I really, really love is Audible listening to books, consuming books, consuming things that I'm like, I'm going there to say, I want to read this book for this reason. And I'm going to sit here and consume it versus going to a podcast. And you're like, yeah, I don't really know what you're going to tell me. It might take me way off course, but here we are. I really like the intentionality that comes between behind an Audible book. So Audible is a resource I love and recommend and use quite frequently. Some of the books, I'm just going to tell you, rattle off three that were really good to read, that I enjoyed, and were good. So number one is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. That was a very entertaining book to listen to, as well as very impactful. Second one is The Five-Second Rule by Mel Robbins. That as well was very entertaining and very impactful. And number three is The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F by Mark Batter. No, what's his name? Mark something. But it's an orange book. You'll find it if you do the whole subtle art of not giving up, but don't type, type the actual word I'm not saying. Okay. And then the fourth book, 
Aha. Now I'm remembering. The fourth book is Atomic Habits. This one was really good. I wouldn't say it was like necessarily like vocally entertaining to read, but it was good content. And it's this whole theory thought of atomic habits, like these micro habits that you can start instilling in your life to get to where you want to go. So those are the four I'm going to give you today. Audible. And if you want a free one, if you want to try Audible, get a free book on me. Check the link in the show notes, get your subscription and get one of those books and let me know what you think. So I hope you have just found some nuggets and some encouragement today out of this 100th episode. I cannot believe it. I just want to encourage you to keep going, push through, but flow with it. Okay. And I know that kind of sounds a little paradoxical. That's okay. I am cheering you on. I'm in your corner, mama, as you go from where your business is to six figures to multi six figures, and you're doing it in a way that is allowing you to show up fully for yourself, for your clients, and for your family. I am so proud of you. I am so thankful to be here guiding you on this journey of ambitious motherhood. And now's your time. Now is your time. And I just want to invite you to come on over to Instagram, send me a DM, talk to me about where you are and where you want to go. Now is your time. Now is your time. Okay. And if you feel like six figures is in the 2020 plans, if you're sick of getting to the end of a year, planning how you're going to finally make yourself, your business work and bringing in consistent revenue, 10K months, if that is you and you're ready to figure out a way to bring in the leads, bring in the sales, have the strategy that works for you and feels good and allows you to show up for your family in the way you want to show up, then I want to invite you to get on the wait list for the Ambitious Mom Accelerator. This is my Accelerator group program. We're going to spend 90 days together. Well into 2020, we're going to be together in an intimate small group setting where we are building the foundation for your six-figure business. You're going to figure out lead flow. You're going to figure out your sales plan. You're going to have a clear action plan on how you're going to get from where you are to where you want to go. And if that sounds like you're, the goal you're seeking, the thing you want in 2020, in quarter one of 2020, I want you to get on the wait list because here's the thing about the wait list. Number one, spots are so limited. They're going to sell out. That's the first thing. So you need to get on the wait list so that you know, girl, when it opens, okay? And number two, I'm giving you $250 off enrollment. So you got to get that discount code, okay? But I'm so excited for this group, just the intimacy that you're going to have with my eyeballs on your business helping you work through mindset blocks, helping you strategize your next level, helping you figure out what is the perfect action plan for you. Because at the end of the day, you don't need any more generic blog posts, cookie cutter strategies, random live streams. You need a specific plan to get you from where you are, probably that two to $3,000 a month mark, to consistent 8K, 10K months that are predictable. And I'm so excited to support the handful of you mamas that join the Ambitious Mom Accelerator. So get your name on the wait list. You can go to 1kmom.com forward slash AMA waitlist and check the show notes for all of the links to everything we mentioned today. It has been so, so good chatting with you. Here's what I need you to know. I am so incredibly proud of you and your commitment to showing up fully for your ambitions and your family. I'm proud of you, and I'm so thankful to support you in this journey. Love you. <laughs>